It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Let's get it going. Now Kick 360 is back. Friday edition and day 10 of the show on the Outkick Network. Glad you're with us alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Kuharski. I'm Jonathan Hutton. If you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, we hope you'll retweet, share, subscribe. Uh, check out the podcast at Apple Podcast or wherever you download your podcast after the show. Gentlemen, good morning. I feel a different, higher energy on this Friday. So if you thought that Paul telling the story of the naked intruder on acid into his house yesterday was big time, then I feel like there's going to be even something crazier happening today. I rewatched, and uh, it's rare, you guys know, when I rewatch or re-listen that I'm satisfied, and I was uh, relatively satisfied. You're so, like Samuel L. Jackson. You don't watch your material. Yeah. I, well, you know. No, no, no. Uh, he does. Yeah. Samuel Jackson's the opposite. He jokes. Oh, he, he, he laughs at people like Robert Redford would never watch anything. And he said, I always don't believe stars. When oh. they say that, he's like, I got into this because I wanted to see myself up on that screen because I look great. <laughs> damn sure and I'm watch. really good at it. He's like, yeah. I want to go do movies that people watch. I'm not in this to do indie projects that no one's going to see. <laughs> he was the, he's the complete opposite of most Hollywood people. And That's then he admitted fun. it. I, I thought, uh, I, I thought I, it was enjoyably told for uh, a horror story. If but you we would have yeah, told yeah, you yeah. if it sucked. Yeah, you, you asked after how that go, and Hutton and I were both rolling. We know Lance and Jacob are comfortable with us now. Where they'll yeah. they'll say yeah. if it sucks. So oh. it was good. You did a very good yeah, job. And I think we. Teamed. I didn't need to go back and listen to it or watch it to even know that you did. Well, a good I want to see how it came across. I I, uh, I think we did a good setup too for the Naked Gay Resort story down the road. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think the a long more tease. we tease a story like that, the better. Yeah. Like now, you just got to. We every day, let's keep saying something about that story until eventually we get to it. Could be June. Could be June of 2022. We don't know, but we'll eventually get to it. On down the road. Lance Lee, Jakob Swanson, the Basalt Bandit, and David Reed, the chairman of the board, making the show happen for us today. A big shout-out to Blackbird Studio, which is jam-packed. Parking lot's jam-packed this morning, uh, and for good reason. Every studio, all 10 of them here, filled to the brim, uh, making some great music. If you're passionate about audio, you can go to school for that with the Blackbird Academy theblackbirdacademy.com for more information on the state-of-the-art school right here in downtown And that's not counting limousines that have undoubtedly dropped off famous artists who are probably recording right now. Right, yeah. You know it's a big day when a lot of the parking spots are coned off and they don't have Paul's name on it. Yeah, yeah. I was asking about the cones today (laughs) because I I got like maybe the very last spot and I was like, are are the cones like... uh, Advice <laughs> or, or instruction? Is it rule or just uh, suggestion? It's a suggestion. Yeah, right. Is it advice? Like that you, you might not want to park here. It was, or is it you will not park here? It was weird when Alice Cooper kicked my car for parking <laughs> in one of those cone spots. 
on my walk in today. That that was strange. Alice. Now there's a name we didn't no, include. We didn't in get to that name. That's, that's women's a, names for men. But Maryland. I think he's a one. -off. Also, Marilyn Manson. Maryland. I think Another one we didn't get to. Maryland's probably more widespread. Alice really seems to be a one-off. Yeah, I think so. Chad and I went uh, for breakfast early this morning. <laughs> Cooked your own breakfast. We smell like breakfast for the rest of the day. This That's is a the Kramer kind today. of the idea. The entire studio smells like Funky Grill. <laughs> Isn't that a Kramer kind of idea? A cook your own breakfast kind of place? Yeah, it's a breakfast hibachi <laughs> is uh, the way I would describe this place. You cook your own meal. You got the grill well, right the there on your table. Hibachi guys are cooking for but you. But they're doing it for you. Yeah. But yeah, it's your own personal uh, hibachi Station. grill. But you're making pancakes and bacon and eggs on it. You didn't go for the and pancakes. You were a little scared. <laughs> David Reed has never been closer to me than today because I smell like breakfast. Yeah. I, I smell, smell like Ron Swanson probably smells <laughs> every minute of his life. I just happen to smell like that for the show. It's today. like we're uh, in the kitchen with David on QVC. Yes. Right <laughs> so, Paul, we went in. I don't smell And they said, hey, everything on the menu with the star beside it, you have to cook on your own. <laughs> And Chad had a great line. He was like, well, I'll be ordering everything without a star because I want you to cook my food. <laughs> well, and Dave, I'm weird that way. I go to a restaurant because I want them to cook the food for me. I don't want to have to do all the work. You said it was $1.25 an egg. And, of course, Reed said, I can get a dozen eggs for about $1.99. <laughs> it was insulting. He, he didn't like the math. You're paying for the ambiance yeah. is what I told Reed. You're really paying to be there. It was the delightful. I like paying, it was delightful. You're paying to do their work for them because you're going to be cooking the eggs. I also. like the sound of this. I could finally join you guys for the breakfast ritual because a couple of eggs fits right in with what I'm doing. Menu You're paleo? That's uh, not paleo, but uh, yeah, I could eat Are eggs allowed on a paleo diet? I think so, but Cook I don't know. I'm not on a paleo See, I diet. Just, I don't know diets, so I just automatically <laughs> just assume everything's throw, paleo. Throw Whenever out. anyone says anything, I'm like, oh, you're paleo? Is this part of the paleo plan? And just to annoy people? Because I have no idea what any of it is. It is annoying. Because yes. I'm not paleo. What is it? What, what are you doing, Paul? People are commenting on how good you look. Tell people what the you're cleanse. doing. I'm doing high protein. Now, the cleanse was week three. I'm on like week nine. <laughs> the cleanse circles back once or twice a year. High protein. <laughs> we had an intern once. So I got stuck in one of these infomercials. He talked yesterday about going down the YouTube rabbit holes or whatever. Yeah. I got stuck into one of these, uh, you know, it, it, it's a supplement, right? But it was one of these great videos, you know, with the whiteboard where they're drawing stuff up real fast and telling you all the stuff and it just going and going. And it ended up being like a 17-minute video. And then I bought these supplements. <laughs> and the great Mary Frances Hoots was our intern at the time. She's now an excellent television reporter on uh, Chattanooga Television. Yes. And, um, WRC and these guys were just riding me, riding me. It's a cleanse. It's a cleanse. I'm like, it's not a cleanse. It's not a cleanse. And we sent Mary Frances Hoots off to watch the 17-minute video and come back with an independent report on what it was. And she was just talking about how painful it was to have watched this video. <laughs> I was completely enraptured with the video, but it did not grab her in the same way. But I think she did come back and report that it wasn't a cleanse. Paul she was, thought it was a con job, which it was, but she didn't say it was I a I see claim. the guy on the whiteboard being like Michael Scott in the office when he's trying to explain it's not a pyramid scheme. And then Jim goes up. He's like, look, he you get four of your buddies, and they go to three. Then you get two more, and then you get, and Jim just goes up. He draws and he's a done triangle. And draws a triangle around it. I feel like Paul would have an acronym up that's C-L-E-A-N-S-E. -E. But it's not a cleanse. I am a sucker for... Uh, uh, digestion or a metabolism uh, 
supplementation but that, that has a like good a video. Pitch. Uh, endorsement like Aaron Andrews. Uh, Aaron Andrews always talks about right your gut health. Right? There's a With gut health element to what I, I do. A and little gut health packet that goes into the morning shape. So like Costanza wanted to be an architect. Do you want to be a gastroenterologist? No, I do not. In another life? Is that no, what you want I to want do? the benefits of what they put together, but I don't want to be anywhere near anyone maybe? else's gut. No. Okay. No. You know me, <laughs> my, my other profession is psychiatrist. Yeah. He <laughs> if puts I had to do anything else, I'd go back and go to school and be a psychiatrist. Yeah, well, if we get around to putting Paul on the couch episodes, we're going to have to get a couch. Small couch. There was I'll one in here at, at one time. I'll curl up. Before the set was Chad built. has been known to put me on the couch and have some success at getting to the nice. bottom of what's Very going successful on couch. with Paul. <laughs> Very successful. I need, more, <laughs> I need more issues to crop up. Now, we're not talking about the couch in our old studio, which we had to put black light on. That Chad yeah, a had a couch. lot of success finding nasty stuff on that couch. Yes. Yeah, so uh, Lebowski, by the way, tweet us at Outkick360. Great way to get in touch with Lebowski's us. Lebowski asked the question, do you have to tip 20% if you made the breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you guys can help what me out with this tip? predicament, all right? I, 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 tipped, had, I, I tipped I had 20%. Cash. My breakfast was $10 and change. I had $12 and I had a 20 and I saw Hutton put his card down to pay his check, and I was just going to leave $12. So I was going to pay about $1.58 in right. 10, like 10%, because I made the breakfast, right, which is smaller than normal. <laughs> but when I saw Hutton do that, I was thinking, you know, now she's going to see that I'm only tipping her $1.50, and she's going to have to go back to get Hutton's card charged. So I took that money up, left a 20 instead, and I left her like an extra dollar. I think I left her $2.50 oh. instead of the $1.58. But I was being shamed because I knew she would have to take the time to Shame. go back with the card, and I didn't want Shame. to just leave that there. Like, oh no, keep it. And she's like, oh thanks, it's a dollar forty-seven. Keep the change or whatever it was. So I decided to. Take I an extra do dollar. think, but it's a great I, question. I do think that it's fair still in America, circa twenty twenty, to downgrade or the 2021. tip. Or 2021. Hey, Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah. Uh, to <laughs> it's only late March. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. Paul likes to get to it in the second quarter of the year. Uh, thank God. He writes on a business schedule yeah. where it's like quarter one yeah. starts in April. April 15th. Thank God I don't write many checks anymore. I have right. to scratch that out. We're, hey, we're, we're at Outkick 360 now. We're not broadcasting from home. It's not yeah. 2020. Yeah. Yeah. No more 180. Uh, thank God. Um, no, I think it's fair to downscale the tip based on the work that's done still. And, you know, this thing where you're expected to tip at the counter when people are merely taking your money and giving it back, and then you collect your food down at the end, and they now expect the same tip as if they're giving you counter service. I'm not part of this transition that's gone on in the last 10 or 15 years where you tip the same. It's not the same. You're not providing the same service. This a is waitress or a waiter at the table gets a different scale tip than a counter person. Like, I might throw a buck in the, in the picture that you have there, but you're not getting a 20% tip for taking my money and making a transaction. I think, though, uh, uh, all those... People are splitting those tips at the end of the shift anyway, aren't they? Yeah, which is, well, there's no waiter in that equation. Well, here, the kind of place you bring I'm up an interesting about. point, Paul. And it, it, I get even more nitpicky than that. Uh, Hutton and I were recently on a, a little radio tour, and we were in Savannah, Tennessee. And we stopped and at a barbecue was a place. Yes, there was, there was no murder that day, to our knowledge. Marmalade toast. <laughs> yes. Um, so we're at a, at a, a, a barbecue joint, right? And. The distance from where they were making the food to our table was 
from me to Lance and Jacob. Four steps. Yeah. Okay. And tell the people how I far wanted, because they can't yeah, see. Yeah, I'm, I'm visual. If you're not watching paint a us, picture. yes. But they can't let me, see. Let them me if paint this verbal us. picture for everyone. If you're not watching, they're four feet from us. Okay, it's four steps. They're two so feet behind So we're that close. This is a small building, and the woman who is our server. She's probably the owner, too, I feel like, at this place. Very small town, yeah. mom, pop, barbecue place. Delicious. She's walking three steps to bring us our, our barbecue. I minimize the tip based, on, based the on the walk from the kitchen. I think that's... Like if I see her I having to travel a good distance walking and going, going to different tables... doors, opening all doors. All of her tables were within three feet, right? There is no social distancing going on. We are holding hands with people at the table next She's to us. She's not getting it's all right points there. on thinking, her steps. Well, you, she literally just got handed the plate from the chef and just reached it over to us, and I think the tip should go down 5% at that point if there's no walking involved. Much like at Sonic, if they put the skates on, tip. No skates, <laughs> no tip. Now, Sonic I have a problem with because Sonic doesn't let you tip on the credit card. So you pay with the credit card at the thing, and then you got to fish out cash. It's like yep. two separate transactions. I've complained about this in the past. I took my boy and his friend to Sonic lately. It's happy hour. I get them two slushies. It comes out to like two forty-five. Well, I'm tipping the girl two or three dollars. She's making more for bringing me the food, the drinks on skates, than they're making on the thing. It's quite a deal for her, I think. I, I try to tip well. Uh, most of the time when we're out, Claire, Claire determines what the tip will be. Does she would, get the calculator out on her phone? No, and do the no, she 15%? does. She, I just say, what do you want to leave? And she tells me, and then that, that's what we end up doing. But see, Teresa, if I'm out there, like, like today, regardless, I'm going to try to leave 20%. But Teresa will tip regardless of the service. Re regardless. There's no flexibility in... But you're saying I it's the same tip regardless the Same of good tip. Same good tip regardless of if it's good or bad. If there's, if there's is a nicer person than you are. Yeah, That's, but if there's a, sh <laughs> a shrimp in the middle of the chicken nugget that Simon gets, I think that that's a reflection of, of, of something bad going on. I want everything down. We still live in a society. Yes. <laughs> did you see, speaking of shrimp, did you see the shrimp tails and the cinnamon that's toast? That's what crunch? made me think of it. Yeah. What, what do we make of that? Well, they're, they're, they're claiming it's not shrimp tails. They're claiming it's like dried sugar. And the guy who's complaining about it, which is Topanga's husband, by the way. Really? Yeah. He's he's saying that they're shrimp tails and he's having a DNA test done or whatever. I don't know. It was a box ben of Feldman? it was a anyway. box of shrimp that had a piece of cereal in it. No, it was, it was a, a box, box of, of cereal, cereal that, that had, had a, shrimp. a shrimp in it. Two shrimp tails. This is disgusting. <laughs> uh, I would negative tip on this. You owe me money. Lawsuit. Well, you're not tipping the store when you buy the box of cereal. I know. But is the issue. I'm but, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, extending our conversation. I, I'm with you, Paul, but I also have a hard time going below a certain small amount for a tip, even if the service is bad. Like, I will never no tip. Someone. Well, for those of you who are new to us, I also have this thing. You know, I'll complain to the person that I'm dealing with, and my wife will say, well, this person is not the, the, the manager. And I'll say, this person is my conduit to the manager. I'll say, can I see the manager? Manager's not here. Okay, well, you're my conduit to the manager. I can't complain to the manager. I can complain to you. I, then it's on you to take it to the manager. But I can't help it every time I'm in those situations when it's bad service to think of myself in college. I, I waited tables for one month and quit because I could not keep up with it, uh, with all a, the different orders. It's a hard job. But in fact, there was a guy who had me run his card at one time just so he could write 0.00, .00 on the tip line. <laughs> 
that's how bad it was. And I was just like, you know what? I want to say, screw this guy, but I, I appreciated the fact that he made me do that. Like a week later, I was just like, I'm out. I'm, I'm going to go work at the rec center or something. No, I actually framed that zero tip up here. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be great if you had it framed. But it wouldn't them. be my choice of a job. I lifeguarded because I didn't want to do what I saw my siblings do working in restaurants. It seemed like damn awful labor. You worked on a golf course? Yeah. You folded shirts. You're an excellent shirt folder. Great. I worked. I was a terrific retail guy. I was the ideal retail guy. I was never too pushy if someone was shopping around, but I always checked in to start. And if I saw they didn't want any help or didn't want anybody talking to them, listen, walked away. I take, if they wanted some help, I was there when for When I them. take the first shirt off the pile and I unfold it and I fold it poorly and put it back on, and I think those people are going to have to come over and refold that shirt for the 15th time today, I would sooner do any <laughs> job. Not, I wouldn't want to be a fry cook, but... I can't imagine refolding that shirt 15 times. That's why I Paul, suffered through lifeguard shirts. Paul, you were looking for things to do with that shirt. job. I, I would relish the opportunity That's why I to go fold through, a shirt to give me something to do. This is why I suffered through lifeguard school, which was very difficult for me, so I didn't have to do that. So I could sit by a pool, get a tan, and meet girls. The, the trifecta in life. The rainy days. You solved it. Rainy days weren't the This best. is the first segment we've had where someone could actually say talk sports to us. That's right. That's a, this is a, well, this well, is free flowing. This is, this is what's a Friday edition. We will have um, our take on the Sweet 16 matchups. That's coming up. We have our perfect parlay through FanDuel.com that's coming up. Also, Shaka Smart out at Texas. Shocking Shaka Smart news. Headed to Marquette. He finds a parachute before Texas gets rid of him. So he's at Marquette now, and now Texas is open. So now is Texas in the same boat as Indiana going after Porter Moser? Like, is, are, these, are these major programs now all going after the same guy? And will Porter, Porter Moser even want to leave? Let's get an instant review of a non-sports segment from Jakob and Lance. How, uh, what do we think? They're oh, they're looking. Uh, they're, uh, from two non-sports guys. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, Seems very tepid. Very convincing. Very <laughs> convincing. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, whatever. Speaking of non-sports, uh, just to back up yesterday's account of the naked intruder at Paul's home, here is the black eye that oh, Paul yes. suffered while hanging on to the leg of the teenager on acid at his home in 2018, September of 2018. Uh, do you know, was it the heel of his foot? Was it a knee to the eye? No what, idea. What happened As here? I said yesterday, there's all kinds of flailing. <laughs> maniac, I don't know if it was maniacal, an elbow, a fist, a foot, flailing. a taser, an ankle, <laughs> it was uh, not the, the officer's elbow, it was not the taser. Uh, a headbutt. It did not feel good. Uh, and I think it might have got a little worse from there. That was, that was right after. I don't, did you guys take that in studio or did I come in and offer that? You sent uh, that to us oh, on Sunday. I said, yeah, yeah. what happened. It was, uh, it, I mean, I've had worse, but that, was, that, was, that, was, that wasn't the best. Uh, coming up in a very special edition of the show, Paul will tell the story about getting punched at a Steve Winwood concert. The only person to ever get in a fight at a Steve Winwood concert was Paul Kuharski. Well, how long we'll did explain. I go between getting punched? I went from that Steve like Winwood concert years. summer during college. Uh, up until a parking lot incident at our old uh, building. Yeah, where the, the back of the head. Where the security camera did not take care of me, and I thought I was prote- protecting a woman who might have been uh, in, uh, in the midst oh, she was of in a, a, a domestic incident. And I was heroic. A consistent theme you'll find with Paul is getting punched and not punching back. Yeah, I'm not a puncher. <laughs> There's a lot of punches uh, being thrown, I, but I Paul's not punching back. 
I verbally joust. That's my thing. I'm not a physical violence guy. Unless it comes to uh, Jeff Jarrett. Then, well, I mean, I took this guy. Match, it'll be the match of all matches I coming took the, up. Uh, I took the acid intruder on. Yes, you did. You did. Good job. And we saw the result. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen him. He had a hole in him where they put that huge <laughs> needle in <laughs> to, to put the sedative. Oh, on that day you could see all the holes. <laughs> no doubt about that. Coming yeah. up. Our top picks from FanDuel.com and Austin Price with the VolQuest Power Hour. That's in hour number two. We'll give our take on Chaka Smart out, and now he's headed to Marquette. And another longtime NCAA basketball coach announcing his retirement. It's all coming up on Outkick 360. Outkick 360. Across the Outkick Network. Glad you're with us. Crew is all here today. Friday edition, Sweet 16 action. We're about to preview that and give us uh, give you our perfect parlays. Each of us will have our individual parlays for the weekend. FanDuel.com slash OK360. That is the website to go to for 30 to 1 odds on any team right now in the tournament, which means you can take Gonzaga. And the app is extremely easy to use. You download the app. You go to it on your phone, your mobile device, easy to log in and sign up, and you can scroll through and see all of the live odds for tomorrow and Sunday's Sweet 16 action. You see Gonzaga, a 13-point favorite. You can get them straight up at 30-1 to for new users across Tennessee. $5 bet wins you $150 if you take the Zags or any of the team on the screen. Extremely easy with FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash OK360. Guys, the perfect parlay in my two parlays last week, I was two for three, which means I was 0 for two. Uh, <laughs> I like the way you I was two for three in those parlays, modified. and I lost Someone's both. Someone's trying to do the math in their head right now, not yeah. figuring two it out. Two for three on you, a parlay. You laid it out perfectly. Yeah, two I, for three on a parlay means nothing. Although I, there is some insurance options. There are. Promos last weekend yeah. at FanDuel that you can yeah. take advantage of if you get two out of three right. Sure, you can opt in on that. I, I felt confident in my parlays last week. I am just as confident in my parlays well, this weekend. that's all that matters, confidence. I'm starting, I'm taking Loyola, minus six and a half. Hard to know how Oregon State is at this point for me. Like, I I still can't wrap my head around how they made the run through the Pac-12, and they have now made the run to the Sweet 16. Meanwhile... And they dismantled Tennessee and Oklahoma State from the jump. Yes, they did. They were up 14 and a half times in both games. Very good. Meanwhile, Loyola is underseeded. And a solid Sweet 16 team to me as I watch them play. They have the nation's top defense. I don't think they've allowed 60 points in their two previous matchups so far in the tournament. Uh, And that's from Ken Palm, just based on his rankings. Number one defense remaining among the 16 teams is Loyola Chicago. Crutwig continues this Ramblers run. And I think Lucas Williamson is a defensive playmaker down the stretch. I am taking Loyola minus six and a half. Um, Baylor, I'm also taking the favorite in this game. The Baylor Bears, uh, they've won by 13 or more in each game. Villanova has played well. Baylor's on that championship run. And they're not Winthrop. They're not North Texas. This will be the first game all year that Villanova is an underdog. But for good reason. Villanova is a good team. Baylor is a great team. And I expect to see them playing for the national championship in Indianapolis. Davion Mitchell, Jared Butler... Enjoy watching them play uh, this coming weekend. And 
My upset pick on the parlay is Syracuse plus six. I think they can win the game outright. They bait teams into this three-point contest, and they win. In their previous matchup, their opponent made ten threes in the game. It didn't matter because of that 2-3 defense and that zone defense that we're used to. Um, I'm betting on the fact that Buddy Bayheim continues his strong play and they at least win one more game down this stretch. So I've got Loyola, Baylor, and Syracuse in my three-team parlay. I'm with you on two of these, and I went four teams, which I immediately regretted when I went, <laughs> when I went and looked back. Uh, I like Loyola, uh, given the six-and-a-half. I like Syracuse. I just think that matchup zone, you get in the tournament, and annually it gives people problems. And Bayheim's shooting and their ability. He's not the only guy on that team no. that can hit from deep. Uh, and not just deep, like <laughs> ridiculous deep. Um, so, and I was unimpressed with By the way, how ones. cool is it seeing Jerry McNamara as the, like, shooting assistant coach? Yeah. yeah. And he's right behind, on one of those threes, he's right behind Bayheim signaling that it's good. As he releases it, it's pretty cool to see that. Uh, I was unimpressed with Houston, um, uh, particularly against Rutgers, who handed that game away. Rutgers should be in this game uh, if if they didn't butcher the the way they played it out. I mean, the the, the winner's the winner. I'm big on that. But Rutgers butchered that game. Yeah, and I'm with you. It's hard for me to not consider what I thought about Houston coming into the tournament. And seeing the way that they've played, that that is also a reason why I think I'm I'm with you. I, I know I'm with you on Syracuse winning, or, or at least covering. At the least spread. covering. I, I think they probably went out right. I thought about money line there. Uh, Creighton Gonzaga. I, I think the Zags uh, giving 13 and a half. I, I just can't get on the Creighton bandwagon. Um, I, I can't get the Big East tournament and that Georgetown loss out of my head. I, I just. Something about that team I don't like. And the Zags are so good. The 13, did I say 13 and a half? That doesn't seem like an enormous number to me, even at this stage of the tournament against a team that I, I haven't been that impressed by. The one I've got regrets on is I, I think Oral Roberts can stay within 11 and a half against Arkansas. It feels like they're a pretty sound team. We know they shoot foul shots very well. They're gunning for that uh, season-long sh- uh, foul shooting percentage record that Harvard has, but I'm scared of that one. I do think Arkansas maybe can run away from them. But, again, those are that's a, that's a, a big number for a team that's played sure. awfully well through two games. And, look, I'm doing a parlay. I want big odds, and that's uh, plus 12-19 for those they four played, games. They played game. earlier this year, didn't they, Chad? Arkansas and Oral Roberts. Yeah, and, and Arkansas Ar- beat them by Arkansas pitches. won by 11. 11. I think it was 87-76. Was Shocking how that's So right on that number. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. And they team, seem like a, a, right a, a good enough team to be able to adjust to contend with them better, slightly better at least. So, and again, you know, I want big odds. I have to minimize my bets now because I've done so poorly. So I'm <laughs> well, putting I put five dollars on that to win sixty-one dollars. So I'm looking for a big return. Or uh, Loyola um, giving six and a half against Oregon State. Oral Roberts getting 11 and a half against Arkansas, Syracuse uh, plus six against Houston and Gonzaga minus 13 and a half against Creighton. All three of my games are tomorrow. Three of your four are tomorrow. Chad, I'm going to go Hutton with your math. 
last weekend, did three different parlays. I was three for three, <laughs> one for three, and two for three, which really means I was one for one, three yeah. on the weekend, which that Friday. I think they're all I'm, following that logic, well, which Friday, is really so remarkable. It's the small I'm, on, I'm on a good run here on Friday, because last Friday I gave the parlay to start the tournament, <laughs> which and I hit on all three. Yeah. So, um, and you had the least money on that one, probably. I feel like I'm red hot right now. Okay, so I'm not. You, you really shouldn't overthink these picks because I didn't overthink them at all. I'm done betting against Oregon State. They're going to cover against Loyola Chicago. Twice bitten. If at some point they're just one of the better teams in America right now, the way they're yeah. playing. I know Loyola Chicago has been that way all year, and they are right now. But I'm taking Oregon State plus seven against Loyola, uh, Villanova Baylor. I went with the under. At 141 and a half. I think this is a game's going to get bogged down. I love the way Jay Wright defends. He's going to have a really good plan for Baylor offensively. I think this is going to turn into sort of a half-court slugfest. What's, what's that number? I wasn't confident. I think the, it was, what, six and a half? But no, what's, 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 the, what's the over-under? 141 and a half. So I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. I think Baylor wins and advances, but I think Villanova makes it tough, and they get after him defensively. So I'm going with the under on that game. And I flirted with taking Syracuse on the money line. I really think they went outright against Houston, but I've got them Took plus the six and a half. I may make a separate bet of Syracuse on the money line against Houston, but I've got Syracuse covering the six and a half. So that again, Oregon State not betting against them again. They're going to cover the seven against Loyola. I've got the under of 141 and a half in the Villanova Baylor game, and I went Syracuse plus six and a half against Houston, which all three of us agreed on, was the Syracuse-Houston game. None of us are buying Houston right now in this game. Did anyone consider Michigan-Florida State? Because I, I find that to be extremely fascinating and probably, to me, just on paper, game of the weekend. I know that everyone's just thrown their brackets out at this point, and rightfully so. That's the one that I still have that could pay off for me, is I've got Florida State in the Final Four. So I had Florida State in the beginning beating Michigan in this round. Uh, so that's an important one for my bracket, even though my bracket really doesn't matter because, like everyone else's, it's complete trash at this point. I think it's going to be a war, Hutton, much like yeah. we were talking about the LSU-Michigan LSU, game going to be a and war, it was. and it was. I think this will be a war. Also, it's going to be a little bit different because Florida State can really defend. So it's not going to be an up-and-down track meet type battle like you saw with LSU and Michigan, but I think it's got the makings of a great game. I don't have a strong feeling on it, but I'd like to see Michigan win. Chad, uh, similar thinking, my one separate solo bet, Syracuse money line plus 215. I'm going with that. I, I will do that separately. That'll be one of my uh, few separate bets outside of the parlay. Oregon, USC, did it tempt you at all? You're USC. You've had USC. I, I got you USC the Sweet this? 16, but yeah. I had them uh, not playing Oregon this round, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, Oregon looks great. I mean, if you liked Oregon State and the way they're playing, Oregon's one of the better teams playing right now, too. Great time to be an Oregonian, by the way, with Oregon the State and, uh, or Pacific great Northwest. Great time to be a Pacific Northwest with the Zags. <laughs> Gonzaga, Oregon, Oregon State, all in the Sweet 16. And UCLA, Alabama, uh, I think the Crimson Tide, if we were reseeding the tournament right now, Number you two. could have them arguably as the third best team right now behind Gonzaga and behind Baylor. I think you Michigan, too. Michigan could be uh, in the argument for number three overall, obviously. Uh, but Bama right there is right there neck and neck. I think you can make a case for Bama as number two. I think Bama is the second best team in this tournament, the way they're playing right now. I'd put them ahead of Baylor even. And I know that's crazy because Baylor has had the better season. They've been number two behind Gonzaga all year. But I really 
like this Alabama team. And it brings up another question to me. What Can it get any better for Bama fans than right now? Yeah. When you think about football and basketball and a possible Final Four run. They get to be Florida. If there's any sort of karma in sports, you know, Tennessee fans always joke that they've been paying for Philip Fulmer ratting out Alabama to the NCAA and Clint Sterner's fumble <laughs> for the last 20 years, since that national championship or 23 years now. What's going to happen to Bama's programs once all this success is done, if karma, in fact, exists in sports? Death penalty? <laughs> I mean, what would be the next thing? Because it can't get any better than being a Bama fan right now, Nate which Oates, infuriates most of America. Nate Oates, Dane Brownshaw was talking about this yesterday with us. There was discussion of it during their games, this half-second decision on dribble, pass, or shoot. The triple threat was instilled, just ingrained in you if you went to basketball camps I did not go to the basketball 90s. camps in the 90s. I, I've uh, taught at basketball uh, camps since the first thing you do with every kid. Triple threat. It's teaching the triple threat position. I was a college graduate in the 90s already, so I was well beyond basketball camp age. Tell me about triple threat. So triple threat is you catch it, and you're a triple threat because you can pass. Dribble or out shoot. Out of the triple threat, dribble or shoot. In any form. From as the soon triple as you threat catch, position. You're ready to go. So it's a basically, you know, you've got, if you're a righty, right. your right foot slightly in front of your left. You got a good base. Your knees are bent, and you're ready to do all three. So the first motion upon catching the basketball is to get in the triple threat. But you weren't doing it in half a second. I'm thinking. Well, the goal was to get in position to do that. Dane's joke was, you know, they got to do something in half a second once they get it, one way or the other. But it took half a second to get into that, so it doesn't matter. You're catching and going in NATO's offense. Does that come? But also this desire um, to have—it sounds very simple—but every player on the team must be able to to do everything: shoot and dribble. And do everything. So if you're a big man that can't do that, you're you not going to be on this program. You've got to be able to play on the perimeter, even if you're a big guy. Yeah. So that's, and it's, again, perfect marriage of coach, system, personnel is what we're seeing with Alabama this year. And Herb Jones, what he does for them, he is the epitome of what NATO is. the glue. Wants. He can do everything and does it well. Do, do you think this catches on a little bit? Stylistically, oh, I think that it's, copycat, uh, particularly it's not, in the SEC? It's not new. It's, it's a very mid-major approach to high-major mm-hmm. basketball. I mean, you go through the years, you know, uh, Valparaiso, you know, back in the day with Bryce Drew, you could claim that about everyone on their team. I think of Colgate, you know, when they're in the tournament, every single one of their guys can play on the perimeter. Even their big guys can go out and shoot it. So it, it's not a new concept, but stating it that way and saying we're only going to bring guys in like that, even if there's a seven-footer, that comes down and wants to transfer. You're not taking that guy if he can't do all those things. If you're NATO, big guys have transferred out of Alabama who uh, committed under Avery Johnson before he got there. So it's a fascinating approach. And again, it's worked out perfectly because of his personnel and his style. And, you know, he learned that. He really started at Romulus High School in Detroit, but he also learned a lot under, under Bobby Hurley at Buffalo, where he, he was an assistant, so who runs a similar system. They're fun so, to watch. Yeah, and they're very good. Uh, Chad and I once interviewed Will Forte, uh, Super Bowl Radio Row, and we told him he looked like Lon Kruger, uh, which made me think of Will Forte today for whatever reason. Lon Kruger. A much younger Lon Kruger. Yeah, Lon Kruger announcing his retirement after 45 years uh, coaching across college basketball. He announces his retirement after Oklahoma uh, lost in the tournament this past weekend. Great coach. And um, if you were still in the tournament right now, we'd be betting on the Sooners because of the way they're coached. Uh, he's terrific. Uh, spent time at NBA. Also has been so many different places. But uh, now going to live in Las Vegas, where he was previously the UNLV coach before taking over at Oklahoma. 
And his son, Kevin, is now the head coach at UNLV. So he gets to go and be around that program, kind of job shadow his son, and be around his grandkids, who I know they put a big focus on his grandkids yeah. at Oklahoma in both their games uh, in the NCAA tournament. So kind great a, career for Lon Kruger. Kind of an undervalued guy. I agree. Based on body of work. And the college basketball storyline today is Shaka Smart headed to Marquette, leaving Texas, where his record at Texas, would you like to guess over or under 500 in the Big 12? Ooh. I think over. I'm going to say it's, over. I'm going to say over, but it's like 52%. It's, it's very close. He is under 50%, 52-56 and 56 overall in the conference. Yeah, we knew wow. it was close. Overall at Texas, 109-86, and 86, zero tournament wins. And think about this. When he took over for Rick Barnes, year one they went to the tournament. So he didn't inherit a bad roster that Rick Barnes had built. It's a good hire. When they hired him, it was a fantastic hire. Well, it, you thought. I mean, it's one of those that it, it defies logic. Because I'm with you. Everybody thought, boy, slam dunk, that they finally got Shaka Smart out of ECU because – we were thinking at the time he had turned down some overtures from bigger programs before that. Maybe he's a VCU lifer. Maybe he's decided this is where I'm going to retire, takes the Texas job. I'll go back and say it. Texas is an overvalued job. We underrate the job that both Tom Penders and Rick Barnes did at Texas. They have no basketball history. And Shaka that. Smart goes there and has no success. They had a good year this year. They got a three seed. They won the Big 12 tournament. But... It's a job you can win at because of the resources and because of the recruiting in that state, but it is not a slam dunk no-brainer. If I'm looking at Indiana and Texas, Indiana's the better job. How long I know was, historically it's a better job, but Indiana is definitely the better how job. How long was Barnes there? Oh, gosh. Close to 20, 20 years. years. 17, 18 years. See, I'm not saying that he didn't get a raw deal. He, he got a raw deal. But I also have a monumental objection to just the breath of fresh air idea. Oh, I think you everyone I mean? at the, it, we all agreed at the time it, it was time. It just felt like time for both sides. Yeah, let's see something different. Let's try something different. Well, and and Shaka Smart is, is a good call on trying something different. It's, oh, a, it, it's it, a big hey, surprise. That and that's work. a great hire for Marquette. Let's look at oh, it from their perspective. Hire for they fire Wojo um, after, what, two seasons at Marquette? Maybe it was three. No, he was there. I want to say four or five. Oh, it was been, that long? Yeah, it was. It was a little while. The whole twenty twenty thing screws me up on how long he was there. Been there. Yeah. Nonetheless, um, uh, Shaka, I think, had two years left on his current contract. Is where I'm getting that. Yeah, it's a great hire for Marquette, even though it's a parachute in a way for him. Sure. Because he's going to come in. He still has. You know, he's bringing life and energy to a program that we know. Like, Chad's mentioning Texas as an overvalued. Marquette is undervalued in, in, in the tournament every year is the expectation. When you see them, you think of an NCAA tournament team. We talk about teams that we traditionally overpick. I overpick Marquette in the That's tournament every too. year yeah. when they're there, and they're usually there, right? It's, it's a stale period they're going through right now. But um, it's a good job. It's a good program. And I, I, I would bet that Shaka Smart has a resurgence. There. Lojo, by the way, longer than I thought, seven years. Seven years. Wow. Yeah, Marquette. Seven years, two NCAA tournament appearance. Not going to cut it at Marquette. Uh, two yeah. out of seven is not a great hit rate for the NCAA tournament for them. Uh, Shaka Smart, though, ties to Wisconsin. I, I think he's from Wisconsin. I know that he played small college ball in Wisconsin. So it makes sense for him to go to Marquette for that reason. This is sort of the Conzo Martin move. I think about Conzo Martin. He got out a year before he was going to get fired. He took Tennessee on a run to the Sweet 16. There was the petition that year to bring back Bruce Pearl. 
after the season, yep. he capitalized. He goes to Cal, which wasn't a great fit either. No, and well, and he got them to, to, to the tournament and a pretty high seed. Whenever they lost in the first round, but it wasn't a great person. I want to say they lost fit. to Hawaii in the first round of the tournament as like a three or a four seed. They had a very good year one year as a three, four, or five. They lose in the first round, but not a good basketball program. Cal, uh, Tennessee's the better program. He leaves for a lesser program. Some might argue Marquette's at least adjacent to Texas as a basketball job, right? Or maybe a step down a little bit based on resources. But this is, as you uh, phrased it, Hutton, sort of the, the parachute move. And Conzo Get Martin. Get out a year before you're in trouble. Conzo Martin leave of his own volition at, at Cal again? Yeah, left for Missouri. And found the right place. Yeah. I think we'd all agree. Oh, yeah. That's the right man. Geographically, culturally, he Playing played at style. Purdue. He's from East St. Louis. Missouri makes a lot more sense for Conzo Martin than Cal Berkeley. And Tennessee, for that matter, when he was there. That, that Cal Berkeley's had, had a program. I mean, Jason Kidd's a long time ago, but yeah. they, they've got some history. Hit us up on Twitter, at Outkick360. That's how you can interact with the show today. Like, share, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, on Facebook Live, uh, on Twitter and Periscope. Uh, we'd certainly appreciate the love there. Give us a thumbs up. Subscribe to Outkick360 Podcast on Apple Podcasts wherever you download your podcast. Paul is so much better at rattling this, these off than I am, but Stitcher, Spotify, Audible, Google Play, the list goes on and on. Wherever you listen to podcasts, search out Outkick there's and a, Outkick 360. There's an Android one, too. Someone alerted me of this. They tweeted us and said, you're also on Android such and such. There is an app that's specific for Android phones that you can get podcasts on. We're on that also. So as, Chad, Android, as Chad likes you to say, you can, you can find us on Grinder If you search yeah. us on Grinder. OnlyFans also. Very popular. <laughs> <Fans. laughs> you name the app, we're on it. Go That's to right. the app store and pick some. Hinge. <laughs> we hope to have the Hinge account up and running soon. I, I've never even heard What's of the Hinge? one that's for um, uh, rich, what is it, for rich people, famous oh. people? <laughs> I love that Jakob chimes in. He's like, oh, I know that one. Oh, what did you say, Hubble? Bumble. Yeah. Bumble. 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 <laughs> Jakob, any truth to the rumor that we're also on the dark web somewhere? <laughs> if you give him five minutes, we will be. Jakob yeah. spends a lot of time. Well, most of his uh, dark web time is Friday through Sunday, and this is only a second weekend. So, For all of our Ukrainian <laughs> listeners and viewers, you can find us. At, Czech uh, Republic, I think we're very Yeah, big. huge there. Huge in Prague. Stick with us. Uh, more coming with Outkick 360 here on the Outkick Network. We are back, Outkick 360 on the Outkick Network and live across uh, Fox Sports Knoxville. Uh, big thanks to uh, Fox Sports Knoxville for picking us up and running us uh, as the first affiliate. You always remember your first. We Hit will us. always remember Fox Sports Knoxville yes. and Fan Run Radio. Speaking of Knoxville, VolQuest Power Hour coming up in about 15 minutes. A lot to get to Ooh, yeah. with the Tennessee Volunteers. We do that once uh, per week with VolQuest.com and every day where we focus on Tennessee sports in the second hour of the program. FanDuel.com slash OK360, 30 to 1 odds on tournament teams right now. You can pick your team as a new user, 30 to 1 odds, FanDuel.com slash OK360 there. Check that out. Great offer. Happy to announce also David Reed letting us know that the podcast now available at FarmersOnly.com <laughs> also. That's big. That's big. And also, the famous person dating app is Raya. That's, that's wow. sort of the next frontier. We got the check mark from Twitter. 
at OutKick360. So now that we've been verified on Twitter, I think the obvious next step, guys, is being Raya available on Raya. And this says nothing about our wives or, or our marriages. We just want the status. <laughs> All we want is to be on Raya for the status. It's like Paul wanting we to be We have invited. no intentions. I, I, I like to be invited to things so that I can say no. I want to be invited on Raya. <laughs> I, I don't want to go on dates. I just want to be on Raya. You want the power of saying no. Right. Of All of us do. Yeah. Hap, three happily married guys. Is it wrong that we want to be on Raya? <laughs> sounds right. Raya, Raya sounds right. Right. Like, what happens if we're on Raya? Does uh, Pat McAfee slide up in our DMs? <laughs> Does he no. swipe right on us? No. Like, what other podcast? Patricia could swipe McAfee slides. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's, He's only that's... after ESPN employees right now, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, lo I lost a lot for Pat McAfee. I, I was a big fan. Oh yeah. And then, then he had Pac-Man Jones on the day after Pac-Man Jones got arrested. And his first question was, are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pac, are you, are you all right? Like he was a victim. Oh, it was Pac. the worst interview I've ever heard of in my life. And that's one of the worst. And that's really saying something. Uh, NFL headline, the Bucks continue to run it back. Leonard Fournette, one-year contract. He's headed back to the Super Bowl champs. Uh, so that means that they have brought back from their team Chris Godwin, who they tagged, they franchise tagged him. They re-signed Levante David, Shaq Barrett, Rob Gronkowski, and Dominican Sue, Ryan Suckup, and Leonard Fournette. And still out there is, of course, Antonio Brown. He's the last player who hasn't been brought back yet. And they reshaped Brady's deal, yep. which gave them more money for a lot of this. I mean, I don't see how they're not, um, based on how they finished, the, the, the favorite. I mean, Brady well, right back where he usually is in terms of uh, being the captain of, of the a, dominant a ship team that the everybody league. expects to yep. storm right uh, And back the captain of the... a ship that everyone wants to restructure contracts or do whatever it takes to be a, a part of that ship mm -hmm. because they know they're going to win a championship or they're going to have a good shot you at a championship who, uh, by doing uh, so. Who's rumored to, to be joining that team also, and what a storyline this would be. Larry Fitzgerald's basically been replaced by A.J. Green in Arizona. He's a free agent. How about him as the last piece of that receiving core? Could be a, a role player on that team. You know he's going to do what's asked of him. Teams up with Tom Brady conceivably. And if they repeat, he finishes his career with a ring with Tom Brady and rides off into the sunset. What a fantastic ending that would be for a great player who's been one of the, the great, the great. Um, citizens of, uh, in, in NFL history. That, uh, what a storyline that would be. Coming up, plenty of storylines in Knoxville. The VolQuest Power Hour next on OutKick 360.